worse in the country. 14 testicles it was ruined. <laughs> really? That's still thoroughly in Carolina. That's right. It's been a great record show. Starman. What's the secret? Starman's brunch. The secret to Oh, it's the one being put to death. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, no, but I was talking to Fred and he's going, oh, Mike, what are you doing about the football? You should be doing stuff about the football on the show. I'm going, well, we've been talking about Stephen Stagala for the last week. I don't and he goes, but you've got to get into, don't talk about stuff like that. You've got to talk about stuff people are into. Okay, okay. but I went to the video shop. He's got five titles and new releases. Somebody must be renting them. Mm-hmm. Well, and of course, the listeners have come good. Look at this. This has come to us today from Mickey Wilson, who says, My housemate has a great DVD collection, but I couldn't get past this. Here it is for you to see laid out in a spectacular fan of shame. Have a look at that. Fabulous prizes, that's what we're offering today. A chemical cocktail sounds even from drums 
That's why you could win on Bookback Mountain today. Not very good. Have you got better prizes than that? Once with Brian Burke, or dinner to the crypto with Rupert Murdoch in the family. Okay, okay, what about lunch and stripping with Brian Burke? Well, for choice. More prizes, please, Rich. Checks for a $53,000 breast enhancement and a $10,000 check for repairs to a car. All this could be yours. Hang in there, people. Not bad. Thanks to everyone who continues to email us and bombard us with Stephen Segal information. He's a doctor in Sydney, according to Sean. What? Is it possible Stephen Segal? Yeah. Is he solution to everything? A kick in the face? <laughs> That's the thing. You kick in the face. You've got bruising. You've got injuries, obviously. Off to see Dr. Stephen Segal. Mark for a death. No, not a good. <laughs> good look of the law. That's what you want to decide. You could glimmer, man. It's not very good. Dr. Stephen Segal on deadly ground. <laughs> put that under on the plaque. Beautiful. Or a pin in Ivory Wayne is one of his nurses. Mick says, oh, oh not even you two, but a pin in Ivory Wayne. You're talking about the glimmer man, aren't you? Yeah, I am. The slimmer man. That's <laughs> the first one I should have done. Uh, what about this? Uh, Mick's pointing out he loves reading the He likes to go down to the video shop and just read the tagline from the cover of Fair Enough. There's always stuff like, the father's rage knows no limits. True. When you bring home the CBD, I'm guessing. For those who threatened him, framed him, imprisoned him, time is running out. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe I could use this line. Your time is up! Boydy. No yellow belly black jacket above me. Really? No. Okay, please, let's drop the say go here. It's the listeners who prompt us. Uh, oh, look, um, well, phones. I know there's a lot of it out there. Um, I'm, like I'm, I'm one of the four percent of people without mobile phones. Yeah, you say like like you're so proud of yourself. You just, you just get so much time back in Yeah, you've got so much spare time, don't Look at you, <laughs> Mister Spare Time. What time do you go to bed? Oh, maybe two. What time do you get up? Maybe four. Absolutely. <laughs> A lot to do all that time. Okay, what I've found out here, though, is, because uh, people are always wondering whether mobile phones are safe, but listen to this. Short-term mobile phone use does not cause brain cancer. And talking on a mobile while driving is no more dangerous than having a passenger in the car. Sure, that passenger has to be all over my lap. <laughs> but technically, that's true. No, this is the latest finding of one of the world's largest studies into the possible health risks of mobile phone technology. Mm-hmm. The research was funded by the British government and... Mm-hmm. Hey, what was the last bit? The British government and the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, what's the mm-hmm. bit? The mobile phone industry. The mobile phone industry, all right? <laughs> they wouldn't lie about mobile phone retail, <laughs> would I've had enough of you. I tried that idea of mine. It works really well. Get a crock pot, mm-hmm. sell a tape, 20 mobile phones around it, then get 20 more mobile phones, Put something in there, safety casserole. Now you're interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get all 20 people to dial the mobile phones at the same time. It falls within five seconds. Amazing, amazing. I had the crazy gong. Wasn't so crazy before he started using mobile phones. Yeah, right. That's right. Ordinary gong. Yeah, he's sending a little baby. Okay. Look, this is all fine. Yeah. But what about the big news? What is the big news? Well, it's the United Nations. Oh, okay. Iranian president, I'm in a jacket, yeah. uh, has been up there sort of showing all and sundry what he thinks about all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Really controversial kind of thoughts and ideas about the world. Yeah, that's and right. and you know, a lot of world leaders speaking against what he can say. Yeah, that's right. I don't know if you know, but Richard uh, has actually been spending some time at the UN. For <laughs> <laughs> some reason, it was President George W. Bush, yeah. that bloke from France, <laughs> and then Armand Lance. Okay. I mean, that's right answer. Can you uh, prove this? I can't, because 
because I've uh, I've actually got some audio of his uh, speech. Let's hear it now. I'm Richard, and I think Arania is so naughty. That dinner jacket fella is cute, but he says some crazy stuff. Um, can you tell me Brittany can have custody of the kids? I do. <laughs> Richard Barnsley. Did you always call him West Riding West Street? No, you are. <laughs> I'm a dinner jacket. You know how I remember his name? It's easy to remember if you get the song in your head. Which one? Uh, I'm a dinner jacket and I'm okay. Seafold, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's The easy way to remember <laughs> that. So George Bush probably does it. Is <laughs> that song again? In the song. It's from the OPEC nation. Down in Australia. Which one? Why are they doing one here? Oh, we'll be taking a couple more of this. I'm going to give you this. Give him full marks for an audacious. Woo! 
that go sex, not unless you buy Mr. Whippy or you live in a slum. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, the fact that it hasn't come out yet. Daddy, right? Well, I brought this up with uh, Ricardo Montalban in the office, and he said that he used to go out with a girl that wore the same perfume as his mum. Daddy, right? He always smells with an immediate sense. Ricardo Montalban in the office. Really? Oh, thank you for your new name. Well, maybe you'll share the same thing. Great. Happy to be here with you. How about this? What about um, you know, you know, pieces of bread that are sliced? When you get bread out of it, and I thought about this with Greg Fleet before, mm-hmm. it's something that's a phobia that we both have. Oh, this again. Slices of bread with fingerprints in them. That ain't right! Disgusting. What are you talking about? Okay, okay, say you give a sandwich to a little kid, yeah. and they, they squeeze it so hard in their little fingers, mm-hmm. there's all that little great stuff on the white bread. Oh. That ain't right! Yeah, never gonna happen. But it got to the point where I was sending Fleety in the mail, squeezed up weird grey bits of bread in their house. That ain't right! <laughs> this is my top one. I've been thinking about this a lot this morning. Okay. Obviously, long term relationship, fake yeah. out, tussling hair, yeah. uh, staring deeply into each other's eyes. Long term relationship? That ain't right! What are you getting thought of? Something that goes longer than a film premiere. That's what you're saying. Meaningful half an hour relationships. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the, the top one, though, the, the, the worst, the worst, is when a family, right, when they come together and they have a little routine about how they say hello to each other. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I used to go out with a girl that had, like, a little kissing routine with her father that went about 18 minutes. Right, right. Daddy, right! We didn't have that. Our one was the time we get together and it'd be, are we actually related? Now, what is the thing here? What is your surname again? <laughs> we don't look anything the same. Okay. Do you two think that's okay? Do you two don't think that that's, that you think, well, 18 minutes is possibly excessive. All right, it's probably like 25 seconds. Okay. I'll make you two do it if you want. Just see if you come through. <laughs> there isn't time. There simply isn't time. No. Film director's thing put in prison. That ain't right! But John McTiernan, don't you feel a bit sorry for John McTiernan or anything? Because our listeners are divided. They're going, oh, Die Hard is great. Yeah. Let him out of prison. Oh, he did medicine, man. Jail the man. Get him in the way. Oh, he did Predator. Oh, yeah. He did Predator. Predator. Great. Oh, but hang on. He also did the remake of Rollerball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah just for that alone. But then again, he did Die Hard 3. Die Hard was a vendor. That was a good one. Yeah. Oh, I think you guys are remembering it. Isn't that the one with the dodgy... Visual effects yachts blowing up at the end. Yeah, don't worry about that. It was one with Emil Jackson and, and Dan Bristol's was good. Mm. Spending this much time talking about action movies on the radio. That ain't right! Look, it's a wide breeze. It's anything, really. Anything you like. But just so you know, listeners, I do like stuff that is anti, you know, human content. <laughs> <laughs> Triple M, where, yes, we're up 
for example, the thing that ain't right. So many calls, so many things that ain't right. Let's uh, meet a bit. Good day, David. Hey. Uh, hit us, bro. <laughs> um, Richard's obsession, it seems to be, with the veal garden. That ain't right. Overall, my, 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 my,
Well, I have been concerned. I didn't want to voice this necessarily to the nation, but I think I think it's an empty line. It's not an empty I think it's empty. And I think we're looking at eventually blow up dolls. No, we're not looking at it. voice recordings of your own Somebody's stepping a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a kid's caddy. 
kids to read. What books are you giving your kids to read? I was giving them Kids in the Raw. I would do Kids. Well, that's a good one. That's a good one. If you hate it, kids, there is a fantastic novel for the younger reader, but I didn't know when I read it, I thought it was an adult. They're called King Dork. I'm not about a kid who's forced to read Catcher in the Rye. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. It's a fantastic novel. Yeah, that kid would have, I would have bullied that kid into yeah. <laughs> we, I did actually have a book once that we had to read about a missionary. And by the time I'd finished teaching it to the class, I'm so sorry, my passing chorus, I opened the window and flung it oh, on yeah. the top the window. And they'd never believe any of that. But he Cultural imperialistic oh, level. Sorry, Captain, my captain. <laughs> I, if I could have dropped punted it with great accuracy, I would have. I would have set it on fire without causing, you know, authorities to come rolling up. I would have. Oh, I, I, I got to it. I did it. I did. I fulfilled my requirements as a teacher. The trouble with uh, Catcher in the Rye is you, your kids always get told it's full of filth. Yeah. yeah. You live through you're going, phony? Was the word phony something that came back in the 1950s? Well, it does. It's not that you don't, but then give the money and send the home. Yeah. That's a bit of a letdown. Not going to ask you that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
dinner in, in, in Darien, uh, got married at the golf club on Saturday, and, like, you know, Rover was the ring there. Or was they going to it or something? You know, if you go from there, now you're getting somewhere. But if all the guests for your wedding were led, were you at some point's wedding? What are you talking about? If you went to a really over-the-top wedding, where was a bit like that, like, where they had, they hired a, a, a leopard of something. Yeah, hire a leopard. I don't know. I'm not in the leopard hiring business. I'm just telling you the story. Hiring the rings around the leopard. But then you could just get to fetch the ring, sure. Yes, if you'd gone to the wedding. The will to be story for a horn. I'm in great trouble. I went to, I just realised I went to Tom Glass's wedding. I mean, and he had uh, Charlie the Wonder Dog, the real Richard Wheeling, as one of the ring bearers, had water eggs by rope after the hotel. Very impressive looking. It truly is a wonder dog. Okay. Oh, you both need one. That's right. Uh, but also, I add weddings very common now to release butterflies. Yes. Well, yeah, make sure you think about it. But it's going to die after a day. Yeah, it's going to take a butterfly to release the, I don't know, what exactly it means. Of the wedding. I guess that's oh, inappropriate use of a butterfly. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> now, here's a question. Here's a dovetail for us all. A dovetail. If you'd like. How big uh, a sea dog do you need so you, can, so you can start riding it? Like, you can't ride a seal, yeah. but you've got two seals side by side. Theoretically, a small child yeah. uh, or, a, or, or a diminutive adult could, could ride them. Yeah, but what about. Put on each seal. Yeah, put a foot on each seal. <laughs> Do you, do you need to get up to the sort of sea line in territory before you could safely ride it? Well, if anyone's going to know the answer, it's going to be the get this listeners call us with your inappropriate use of an animal. Run on one triple three five three. We just wanted to go one. George McEncroe is from Brisbane. Uh, he's with us. He's here today. Mm. Yeah, you're from Brisbane. Mm. And I learned most of what I know about Australia from sitting in a tiny flat in New Farm watching repeats of beatbox <laughs> when I first moved to this country. <laughs> We're talking inappropriate uses of an animal. Hello, Janet. How are you? Hello. Well, how are you? How brother? Yep. We've got a uh, small dog and... Um, yeah, we use him to dispose of toenail and fingernail clippings. Oh, okay. Is something, does he have a choice about this or? He loves it. He loves it. Have a, the, uh, why, you know, why waste manual garbage bag space when uh, the dog will pounce on them the minute they hit the floor? How do you discover that the dog likes these? Well, you know, being a bloke, um, yep. That I just happened to clip the nails whenever I feel like it and wherever, and it just happened that the dog was nearby and pounced on them. And mm. when you say clip, Dennis, do you, do you mean like my flatmate does? He uses the end of a pen as opposed to clippers mm. for his toenails. Oh, okay. That's the inappropriate use of a pen. That's my life. Okay, sorry. Lovely to talk to you, Dennis. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to hide things in a wristhole to get the dog to win. Mm. Mm. But if you've got a Labrador, no, really, put some pills in the. This thing's just steel belted radial dip. Oh, I have one. Hey, how you doing? Excellent. Talk us through it. Um, I've actually got two, and <laughs> the first being that my partner and I used to use the dog to send notes to each other when we were the end of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Please never underestimate the intelligence of the Australian public. Oh, thanks. 
And thank you also for giving me a hand with this. Um, so many grabs of yours to use here that um, also a lot of you have to throw out. They don't throw out for what they said. Oh, also, what Tony likes to do is he's collected sound bites from politicians who finish his sentences. Well, I have to say, they sound pretty good coming out of the speaker. Very good. That's exactly it. I think I'm going to hang on with it. As long as you don't do something foolish, like play the wrong interview, grab at the wrong time, or don't fully expect it, and they'll find someone silly enough to run it somewhere. Sorry, what happened there? It doesn't matter. But that was really good. I see I've got to be for that. Well, you see that in politics from time to time. Okay. It won't happen again, then. Let's move on. Keep playing with you. Well, this really isn't working. Well, I wouldn't put it that way. No, I think what um, don't tell anyone about that. But, um, there's no need to be babies about this. Um, so now on to Hardy's. There's been lots of talk about dirtiness. You have no idea that upcoming election year is going to be one big smear campaign. Let me say this about public life. I think government ministers um, should be subject to intense scrutiny. I think that is in the public interest, even if some of the allegations made aren't, aren't right and so on, and that to correct the record. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, uh, so I could say that, uh, for instance, I choreographed Britney Spears' performance at the MTV Video Music Awards. It's certainly not relevant. Or I could say that you're responsible for kicking off paper again next month. It might come back in November, you could be sure of that. Um, it's conceivable it could come back in October. I, I could say that you're fond of breaking into your Julia Gillard impression. Well, we wish we knew. Mr. Downer, if you can leave us with just one positive thing, we can the classic sounds of building the soup here get this around the nation on Triple M. George McEnclough has been in for the whole hour. We're actually coming in early.